0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the greatness of God, as we pick up in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 5. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: But after this time of great disaster then Jesus will come and he will reign and God's kingdom will then extend and cover over the whole earth. So Jehoshaphat in his prayer acknowledged the greatness of God and then he acknowledged that God was the one that brought us into this land. He was the one that delivered this land to our fathers. For he had promised the land unto Abraham and to Abraham's seed. And God drove out the inhabitants that were there. And then he said, they built this, and they were standing, remember, in the temple. And he said, they built this sanctuary for thy name that when calamity came, they might come to this place and call upon you. And here is where he makes reference to the prayer of Solomon in verse 9, when Solomon dedicated the temple. And they dwelt in this land. They have built thee this sanctuary for thy name, saying, when they built it, they said, If, when evil comes upon us as the sword, Or judgment, or pestilence, or famine, and we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and we cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And so he acknowledges first the greatness of God, the purposes of God in bringing them into the land, and the promise of God. That when they were in trouble, when the sword was threatening or judgment, and they come into your house and they pray, then that you would answer. Now he lays out the cause. Lord, here they come, the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Edomites, and and they are too many for us to handle. We don't have the power. We don't have the might against them. And so he is asking God for help. In verse 12, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that comes against us. And neither do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. God, we're facing an enemy that is stronger than we are. We don't know what to do, but we're looking to you for help. Now, how many times I have been in a similar state. (laughs) When the situation that I faced was overwhelming, I didn't know the answer. I didn't know what to do. And so I just turned to the Lord. Lord, my eyes are upon you. I'm looking to you for wisdom, for guidance, for help. And so the Lord answered Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, by this fellow, Jehaziel, who was the son of Zechariah. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him in the midst of the congregation, and he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude, For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and you'll find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem." Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And so the glorious promise of God, commanding them to not be afraid or dismayed, for the battle is not yours but God's. It's so wonderful when God takes up our part, when God stands up for our defense, David said, the Lord is my refuge and my strength. I will not fear though the mountains be removed and cast into the midst of the sea. How wonderful when God is my strength, God is my defense, my defender. Don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. This battle isn't yours, it's God's. Now you go down tomorrow by the cliff of Ziz where you'll get the Overview of the Valley of Jurell there. And you just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And then again, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed, for the Lord is with you. The consciousness of the presence of God is always one of the greatest factors to dispel fear from our lives. I can be extremely frightened until I realize God is with me. Then all of a sudden, I'm not afraid anymore. It's only when I lose the consciousness of God's presence with me, it's only when I get things out of perspective and I forget that my life belongs to Him, that this is His church, and I try to start carrying the burdens myself and losing that perspective of God's presence with me, sometimes I become terrified. As David said, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? And sometimes my soul gets cast down or very disquieted. It's because I have forgotten that it all belongs to God, that I am His, that He is with me. Hopest thou in the Lord? David said, He shall yet deliver thee. Hey, do you forget about God? Do you forget that God's on the throne? <laughs> and how many times we forget that God is on the throne? And we try to take up the battle ourselves, and we try to do things ourselves until we get into the place of despair. God says, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. I will be with you. And so as the result of this, of course, Jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground before the Lord. He just, and all of the army, the men of Israel, just fell on their faces before the Lord and just worshiped the Lord. Oh, what good word this is. Here we thought we were going to get wiped out. Here we thought there was no hope for our survival. And now the word of the Lord comes and says, hey, we're not going to even have to fight against this huge army that's invading the land. All we have to do is be a spectator. We're going to go down and watch God fight the battle. Ringside seats as God destroys the enemy. And the priest as the people were lying there before the Lord, worshiping God, the priests stood and they praised God with loud voices. The next morning, they left Jerusalem, heading down through the valley of Hinnom and around towards the right, going south towards Bethlehem through the shepherd's field, the valleys below the city of Bethlehem. Again, taking another southern turn over near the area of the Herodian and then on past that area, turning now again east, coming down to the little village of Tekoa, the home of Amos the prophet. And there just beyond Tekoa, the cliffs of Ziz that overlooked the wilderness area towards Gedi. This valley where the invading army was coming up from Gedi into the land. And yet, what a strange army it must have looked like. Because out in front of the army were the choir, the, the singers. And they were singing praises unto God. And, and the people were responding to their praises. They would sing, "Oh, praise the Lord, for he is good. And the army would answer, For his mercy endureth forever. And so they were going towards the battle to watch the victory of God, singing praises of victory already unto the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. It is possible for you to have the victory before you have the victory. Paul talks about being more than conquerors through him who loves us. What does that mean? More than a conqueror. I know what it means to be a conqueror, but what does it mean to be more than a conqueror? It means that you have the victory before you have the victory. You have the victory even before the battle starts. You have that glorious victory of God in your heart and spirit. You're rejoicing and praising God before you ever see the accomplished work of God. And so here they were. Their hearts were lifted. They were rejoicing, they were praising the Lord because they had the word of God and the promise of God that He was going to destroy their enemies. Now, even before they got to the battleground to see what God was doing, they were already rejoicing and shouting and praising God for the victory that had been promised unto them. Oh, what a glorious scene that must have been to see that valley full of men, probably some 200,000 strong, being led by a choir, as they were going down to see the work of God in delivering their enemies into their hands. The victory through praise. And it is at this point we read, and as they praised the Lord, the Lord put ambushments against their enemies. As they were praising the Lord, the Lord began his work in destroying their enemies. There can be glorious victory in your life through praise. As you learn to praise the Lord and just spend your time in praise of Him for His promise, we need to take the promises of God and put them over against our situations and then just praise the Lord for his promises that he has given to us, a victory in our situations. Now, I don't think that you should praise the Lord that you have so many debts that you can't pay them all. But I think you should praise the Lord in that he has promised, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. So I can't praise the Lord for these duns that I'm getting from the bill collectors. But I can praise the Lord that he has promised to supply my needs. So my praise are in the promises of God. And as I am praising God for his promises, God begins a work. His work of mystery many times. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know what he's going to do. But he begins his work. And he begins to accomplish his work. And it's so glorious. As they praise the Lord, the Lord put the ambushments against their enemies. Now, we do spend an awful lot of time complaining to the Lord about our situations, about our problems, about the circumstances of our life, if you would take that time that you spend complaining to the Lord and just start praising the Lord for His promise to watch over you and to deliver you and to keep you and to bless you, then you'd find that God would, while you are praising, bring you victory in your heart. Suddenly, the whole perspective changes as I'm praising the Lord, as I'm thanking him for his word and for his promises. My whole attitude changes. It goes from one of fear and dismay and anxiety to one of confidence and victory. All right, Lord, go at him. You know, and I I just have that beautiful confidence that God is working. So as they praised the Lord, the Lord put ambushments against their enemies so that when they got to the cliff of Ziz and they began to look down in the valley, they saw the valley was full of all these dead bodies. Four, the men of Mount Seir, the Edomites, began to fight against those from Moab. And it turned into a real brawl in the Donnybrook. And the men of Ammon joined in. And so they were all fighting with each other and killing each other. So that by the time the children of Israel got there, they were all wiped out. (laughs) Oh, God is so good. I was talking with John, who is one of our young men here in the church who is now a recruit in the Costa Mesa Police Department and he was sharing how the other night the officer who was training him he and the officer pulled a car over down here on Fairview in Fair Drive in the Exxon station and he said as they started pulling the guys out of the car he said they were six big bikers and he said that as they started pulling out the booze And as they started to get to some of the other things The guys jumped them And there were, he said just the two of us officers Against these six big bikers And he said I heard one of them say Grab his gun and we will shoot You know the brains out of these guys And so he said he felt this guy tugging at his gun And he said now the guns have a Front throw on them You have to pull them out front ways To get them out of the holster And this guy was trying to Behind him and trying to Pull it up straight Couldn't get it out And so he said he just took And elbowed the guy And he said but boy He said they were swinging Rolling on the ground And everything else And of course they put out The officer in distress call And he said but pretty soon He said he and his partner Were standing up And these guys were all Brawling with each other He said they were swinging away And hitting each other And he said, they just stood there back to back watching these guys wiping out each other, you know. And after it was over, he said to his training officer, did you get hit? And he said, no. And he said, neither did I. In all of that swinging, they never hit him. And he said, he told his training officer, praise the Lord, you know. The Lord just put them to confusion, got them fighting with each other, you know, and and we were able to escape. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he can put the enemies to confusion. He can deliver his child out of distress, out of danger. He can keep you unscathed in the midst of a battle. The Lord is the same. They went on down... They found that these guys had worn all their jewelry into battle, all the precious gems and everything else these guys were wearing. And so they began to strip the dead bodies of all of the valuables, the jewels, the ornaments, and everything else. And there was so much that they couldn't even carry it off. It took them three days to strip all the bodies. And they came back with great rejoicing Unto the Lord. On the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Barakah, which means the valley of blessing. For there they blessed the Lord, and so they named the valley the Valley of Barakah. Unto this day, then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem, and Jehoshaphat was in front of them. And they came back to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. And as they came to Jerusalem with the psalteries and the harps and the trumpets to the house of the Lord, the fear of God was in all of the kingdoms of those countries when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest round about." And Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah. He was 35 years old. When he began to reign, he reigned for 25 years. He walked in the way of Asa, his father, departed not from it, doing that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Howbeit, the high places were not taken away, for as yet the people had not prepared their hearts unto God, the God of their fathers. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoshaphat, first and last, they're written in the book of Jehu, who was a prophet Who is mentioned in the book of the kings of Israel Now Jehoshaphat Then Once again joined affinity With Ahaziah the king of Israel Now Ahaziah Was the son of Ahab He also was an extremely Wicked person
0: return with more of our verse by verse Bible study in the book of 2nd Chronicles on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible and we do hope you'll make plans to join us but right now if you'd like to order a copy of today's message simply order 2nd Chronicles 20 when visiting the wordfor today.org and while you're there be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck
1: May the Lord cause his word to be established in each of your hearts and lives. And may you grow in grace and in knowledge of him. And may he, with his cords of loving kindness, just draw you unto himself, that you may ever experience a richer, fuller, deeper comprehension of that love that God has for you, his child, in Jesus' name.
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. It's with great honor that the Word for Today would like to present Pastor Chuck Smith's book
1: entitled Prayer, Our Glorious Privilege. With great clarity, Pastor Chuck masterfully taught the principles of praying to God our Father and emphasized the power that belongs to each one of us when we rely on the Holy Spirit to guide and nurture our prayer lives. I want to encourage you. To pick up a copy of Pastor Chuck's book, Prayer, Our Glorious Privilege, and study it to put these biblical principles into practice. Read this book and come to the most amazing realization that prayer is the most potent weapon in your spiritual arsenal. And use it with great promise and hope, for when you begin a life of prayer, you begin a great adventure. To order a copy of this book in print or to download a digital copy, please visit thewordfortoday.org. Or call the word for today at
0: 800-272-9673.